The duck is he's a duck that talks? That's so fucked up. <laughs> you think that's crazy. That's fucked up. That is whew, I don't want to think about ducks right now. I, I do feel in this this recent run of one star episodes is the most times I've watched Lauren like become visibly upset <laughs> watching a film. <laughs> There is a lot Artemis Fowl and then Howard the Duck. No, Wait, like nothing, Fowl, here's the thing. Nothing in Duck. Fowl and Duck. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Connected. <laughs> Motherbird. If if you had seen Howard the Duck before Ar- Artemis Fowl, do you think you would have been more disturbed by Howard the Duck? Yeah. Because Artemis Fowl ruined you forever, right? Correct. Mm. <laughs> because what happens in, in Artemis Fowl is so disturbing that it made the disturbing things in Howard the Duck less disturbing. <laughs> yes, I think that's I think that's true. <laughs> but we have a very weird connection train going where we did Artemis Fowl, right, and um, Howard the Duck, and also Howard the Duck and Ma both take place in Ohio, so we have a weird. Connection. So does Artemis if Fowl. If we just released Howard the Duck in the middle, then it, it would flow a little bit better. <laughs> but it's, it's our Matis Fowl. Whoa. Our Matis Howard the Artema Fowl. <laughs> ma. Ma, ma, ma. Are we, are we ready now? Ma, I'm a duck. Hey, ma. ma. Quinn's doing the theme song live. <gasps> Wait, do I remember the words? I know I wrote Actually, it. Actually, I'm, I'm curious to see. Do it off the top of your head. I want to see if you know it. Don't look. Don't Google it. Oh. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> don't look at the genius. And some movies rock. Here, now I got to hey. do a worse vocal fry. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some yeah. movies that are made yeah. are not up to bar. We're going to talk about them on... One star. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's how you know it's a live episode when <laughs> you do the theme song live. Yeah. I played stage crew in my school's production of Legally Blonde. <laughs> Can't you tell? This episode also notably in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> That's all my plants. <laughs> um. They're wilting. <laughs> it's all the spiders that live down here. A dying audience. <laughs> <laughs> well we're all dying anyway fuck <laughs> lauren hello and welcome to another episode of one star bad movie podcast uh a podcast where we talk about bad movies with one celebrities in them one um, celebrities <laughs> celebrities um i also forgot to call you little dippers but of course that is our fan base name <laughs> um i'm lauren and I want to dip, dip my egg roll in your ketchup. <laughs> uh, I, I'm disturbed. <laughs> um, today we have a special treat where we not mm. only have one guest, but two. Uh, with us today is our uh, Mine and Quinn snuffed co-host, also my brother, also host of... Uh, the Breakdown podcast and Generation also, Animation. I loved watching the panic on Lauren's face as she realized she was going to have to say the name of the podcast. Um, also, frequently promised person to not be featured on this podcast. He has appeared a lot. Yeah. He has appeared a lot. He's been on our uh, The Princess Switch episode, 
the Night Before Christmas episode and our Ma episode, uh, my brother Tyler. Hey, everybody. Let's not drink alone. Let's not drink alone. <laughs> the oh, plants are photosynthesizing for you. <laughs> um, also, today we have um, another friend of ours. He has Quinn's been... brother. <laughs> um, he was on our. Um, why can't I think of that Holmes movie? and Watson? Holmes and Watson mm-hmm. episode. Um, you also famously know him from Backburner Sketch Comedy, and this is not a show. I'm now on YouTube. It's R.G. Barton. Whoa! Hello. Hey. Whoa! Wow! Oh, sorry. A lot of applause breaks. Thank you. Again, Thank this you is for the applause. <laughs> It means so much to me that you would have me here and have your gracious audience grace me with their thunderous applause. Yes. We um, love you, R.D. Wow. <laughs> well, well, thank you. Nice audience member, thank you. Please, but please, you have to please quiet down. We're trying to record a podcast <laughs> here. It's um, very important that we get this done on time. So it is uh, September, but this is technically our June Patreon <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie. You guys are pretty good about that, huh? Yep. Um, <laughs> We're proud. And this is also our first episode of 2020 with a guest, and we have two, so mm. that's fun. Making uh, it up. Another fun fact, Tyler, uh, this episode we are reviewing a movie that we already reviewed before, um, and Tyler's on that episode, and RG was on our first guest episode of 2019, so that's also very fun. A lot of things are connected. Yeah, it all makes sense now. I, I understand that why you brought us all together. <laughs> this was the original plan, though, like a long time ago. Yeah. When... This is like our Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whenever, whenever you're listening to the the Holmes and Wantas and the Princess Diary and the Mob, because not Princess Diary. Prin- Christmas Princess. <laughs> Princess Diaries would never be on the show because that is a masterpiece. Yes. See, I was Five on stars. I was on the original Mob episode, and then I was on an episode where I didn't see the movie, but you guys talked about it, which was all Twice. foreshadowing to this. And then... Wow, because you haven't seen today's yeah, movie. Yeah, RG being the guest, the first guest of 2019, that was foreshadowing to him being the first guest of 2020. Mm-hmm. This has been this has been built. Guys, if there's anything you know about our podcast, <laughs> it's that we plan thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting, too, that it's the Brothers, Brothers episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. RG is notably Quinn's brother. (laughs) We're watching a movie about mothers. Fraternal twins. Yeah. Um, So, Lauren, why are we doing Ma again as mm. opposed to something else? So, um, we had to. (laughs) Um, So, uh, we, that was the Patreon pick wasn't specifically Ma, but it was uh, revisit a movie that we did before, and Mm. we've we feel very connected to Ma, and we wanted to do a yearly review of Ma. Um, naturally, that would have been in June, but here we are um, in September. Because <laughs> what does what do months even mean? They anymore? don't matter yeah. right now. Mm-mm. Nothing matters. Sure. And that's what I love about Ma is I think it matches the existentialist mood of this year as well. Because I think it like really defies anything about taste. Or good filmmaking, <laughs> and yet um, it is still good. Something that, because um, to prepare for this episode, I, I rewatched the movie, but I also re-listened to our first episode, 
And Quinn, you did say that this movie exists in a world without God. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that statement. I think yeah. Ma is God. Do, do you think there was anything... <laughs> do you think there's anything on this rewatch that you noticed that, that you feel like this movie makes more sense now than it did in 2019. Like the current circumstances of the world did like anything feel like it, it made more sense now. I I wouldn't say it didn't make sense the first time because like I can, I can grasp the plot as for like the decisions. Those still don't make sense. It's a horror movie. That's not scary. And it's, a comedy movie that's not very funny. <laughs> I I disagree. I think I laughed more it's, this watch it, I, than I, I did what, the first time I saw it. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not it's not that it's not funny. It doesn't it the comedy there's things that feel like they're supposed to be funny, but the way they're shot and presented to the audience feels like they're not supposed to be funny. But you're like if you're reading this in a script, I'm like this is a joke, I think, but the movie doesn't seem to think it's a joke. That's kind of I, where I'm coming from. You know I can't what I mean? tell who was going for what tone. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the, everyone had a different goal. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a good way of describing what I'm trying to trying to say. I think I always uh, revert back to Solo, a Star Wars story, where like a lot of people were on a lot of different pages about what this movie was going to be. And that's it's also the party foul predicament. <laughs> <laughs> I think I... I think the reason why it works, though, is Octavia Spencer is the one who's on the page that this movie actually turned it out to be. So she's she's the moment. She understands what's happening. Mm, the moment. Yeah, yeah, the moment. Because <laughs> the, the thing is, Octavia Spencer, basically, from what I remember about when we did this the first time, is essentially this was... Uh, Enemy of the podcast, Tate Taylor, <laughs> mm. uh, approached um, Octavia Spencer because they'd worked together before and said, what if we made a movie where, like, you were, like, a slasher killer, kind of? Like, what if you were the bad guy in a movie? And Octavia Spencer's like, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's not something that a black woman usually gets to do. I'm on board. Let's do it. And so she's coming. Octavia Spencer, who is a great actress, even when she's in something bad. And she's in a lot of bad things, too. Yes. Just because Octavia Spencer's in a movie does not mean it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Name <Which>, five things. <laughs> uh, but she is... Uh, she's having fun with this, and that's all that matters, really. Because as long as she's on the screen, she's you can tell that she's having fun. Mm. I'm trying to think of, like, how many Oscar nominees do we have? Or winners. Sorry, winners. <laughs> that are touch that had their hands on this film. It's really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you Tyler did count mid podcast last time, but I did not write it down. Because we got Octavia and uh, Alice and Janie Oscar yeah. winners. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Ta- Taylor's definitely been nominated. Yeah, because he did the help. No, he's not been nominated. Thank God. <laughs> Was the help nominated for Best Picture? No. Oh, that surprises me. I feel like it would have been. Juliet Lewis, Oscar nominee. And that, I, I, I assume that's going to be it then. But that's a lot of power right there mm-hmm. that we have. To, that's They're not bringing their full powers. Octavia that's Spencer's life. filmography is fucking insane. 
I, I want to like, take that back. swings back and forth between like trash movies and like award-winning films, and just back and forth. Wow. And I love that for her. No, I do too. I just, I just think that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and also she'll like, she'll like have a really big like role in a movie, and then like, like she had been working for years and had some decent parts in movies when she played woman in Pretty Precision. <laughs> It's like, like I was, just... I was watching Drag Me to Hell, and she's literally just an extra in that movie. In Drag Me to Hell, she okay. Her career started in 1996 in A Time to Kill, right? Mm-hmm. And she's she's made lots of movies where some of them she's actually had like a pretty decent part. In 2009 is when Drag Me to Hell comes out. She is essentially a cameo in both. Drag Me to Hell, where she plays bank co-worker number one, and Halloween 2, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where she plays yeah. a nurse for, like, three and a half seconds. <laughs> but she's, like, you know who she is at that point. That's the crazy thing. She's, like, a known actress at that point. It's it's wild. Well, it's wild she to was me. Dr. Evelini, right? What? Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm sorry. Dr. Evelini? She's Come in on. Wizards of Waverly Place. Are you Place. kidding me? If yeah, she's Doctor Evilini. She's evil. <laughs> That's no, amazing. Sure that Are you on her IMDb? I am. I am now. Google Doctor Evilini. Two episodes in two thousand and eight. Yeah, the whole arc, baby. So she had already <laughs> done that before she. Appeared. She had her own story arc. Yeah. That's iconic. Her career is wild. She will just take a cameo role in a movie. Not even a cameo role. Just like. Because they're not, they don't even feel like cameos. They feel like she's just like an extra. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's wild is this was her first leading role. Mm. That's wild to me. Yeah. So that's, I think that's also part of why it, he wanted to make it was to finally give her a leading role, which she obviously deserves. She was in, she was in Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters and the Divergent ah. series Insurgent. And a legion. She was in Bad Santa (laughs) 2. She was in Doolittle and Onward this year. Two movies that came out in theaters. That's exciting for her. It's it's impressive in 2019 to be in two movies that were in theaters. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone could. Two of the the ten movies that made it to theaters this year. (laughs) Yeah, her, her, her career is wild. We could spend a whole episode just talking about Octavia Spencer's credits. We won't. Which I'm sure is what everyone's <laughs> here for. <laughs> Strap in, guys. She's in that could be a whole too. podcast, right? <laughs> like going through all these. Mm-hmm. So our like, I, I would spend the forty minutes watching, analyzing the scene from Spider-Man where she's the check-in girl. Yep. <laughs> right. When when you list off the notable Sam Raimi like like all of his players that are in his movies. Of course, Octavia Spencer must come to mind for her role. Yeah, check check in, in girl, Spider-Man like... and uh, uh, Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure she'll show up in in, uh, in Doctor Strange too, because that's just you know you can't can't do a Sam Raimi movie without her. But maybe she left the Sam Raimi trope for the Tate Taylor trope Whoa. of her and Allison Janney exclusively. I think. <laughs> or what if they're crossing worlds? Oh, like like if the help takes place in the same universe as the Evil Dead, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. 
That'd be kind of cool. I want, yeah, I want an a insane crossover like that. I mean, Ma is basically could be in Marvel, unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if she like repli- reprises her role as checking girl from Spider-Man, but she was Ma the whole time, and, and that's uh, a part of the, the multiverse of madness in Doctor Strange too. The Ma Ma-tiverse. Oh my god. <laughs> So, so is the canon that she survives the fire and rebrands herself as a checking girl? Yeah. <laughs> or did this happen she's, after? She knows she's fireproof because she was actually in the, the, the building that was on fire, like, in <laughs> Spider-Man 1. Yeah, that's her superpower. She was, she, she was there, and then she was also in that building when it was on fire, and she was like, I survived, I lived, I'm going to move to Ohio. <laughs> Let me move to Ohio. Fuck it all. Sorry, I forget. Is this a potty word podcast? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, that's the so, name. Okay. So she no, but she so she lived in Ohio. Potty then she leaves Ohio, moves to New York City, becomes a check-in girl, survives the fire, goes back to Ohio, and then stays dormant for a few years before yeah, she goes. And on that's why at the end of the movie, she's very like, well, I know that I'm fireproof. I might as well go get in some cuddle time with this dead mm. guy in my room. Because he's not fireproof. No. No. So, like, time's that's, ticking. Andy still has a penis. Unfortunately. I'm still mad. <laughs> it's the one flaw of this movie, is that there is zero castration. Mm. Well, we spent a lot of time in our last episode specifically wanting her to cut off people's asses. Mm. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> what were we talking You never about? see that. You never see that <laughs> you in never a movie. See that. Yeah, no one ever cuts off the ass. Astration. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, because in when she makes Chaz strip, we see his ass, and then later on she's like, "Oh, I have to make you less attractive. Let me put a hot iron on your stomach." And we thought it would make more sense if mm. she cut off his ass. Because <laughs> mm. okay. that's like che- Chekhov's ass. Chekhov's ass. Yeah, I, it's I know it's either got to be spanked or cut off. <laughs> and mostly it's introduced in the first act. <laughs> um, I, I know we were going to move off of Octavia Spencer's <laughs> but no, I just want to point out it's insane how many like horror movie cameos that she has. <laughs> Like we talked mm. about how she did Halloween and dragged me to hell, but she was also she also played landlady in Pulse, which mm. is another horror like like another like trashy horror movie. She played a big part, and it's not a very scary movie, but she had a big part in um, uh, The Shape of Water. Mm. Guillermo del Toro. She's worked with a lot of weird directors too. We're gonna have to drag Tyler kicking and screaming away <laughs> from talking about her filmography. <laughs> this episode is called "Drag Me page? to Octavia." <laughs> He's like, "Wait, I haven't talked about her Beast Boy yet." <laughs> I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> she was in Pretty Ugly People, which I don't, I've never seen. Don't know what it is, but it sounds scary. Is that with There's also Missy Pyle? Uh. Hmm. <laughs> Because I think I've seen that movie if it stars wait, Missy Pyle. Wait, what Pyle. was the name of the movie? Pretty Ugly People. Well, that was also a, that would make sense because that's also a Tate Taylor ugly. movie. Oh, uh, stop! It is. Oh my god, I've seen this movie, guys. Give me, give me a <laughs> ten second recap of this movie. Okay, we'll, the, we'll just go to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> no, that's going to take more than ten seconds. Well, it, it stars Mr. Mosby and Melissa McCarthy as well. Just wanted to get okay. that out of the way. So it's basically like this girl. One, she used to be fat, two, and now she's not, three, and so she four, like. Lures her five, friends to the woods to six, get revenge. Seven. 
eight. He did it. Nine. Yeah, it was ten. I think. Well, you ended before ten seconds, so. <laughs> yeah, so you actually failed. Here, so it is I, kind I of a horror movie. Of, I think for the rest of the movie, whenever we we bring up a movie. RG, you just go ahead and count down to ten, and One. we have to describe it. <laughs> yeah, and we and we can't. Just, we we have to. We have to go exactly ten seconds. And we can't go shorter. Can't go, if you go shorter, it doesn't count. Yeah, you can, you can't go longer because you'll get cut off. But you can't go shorter. You have to keep. You have to just hmm. keep going. So look forward to that. So RG, what's your history with Ma? <laughs> uh, I I spent a, a blessed blessed evening watching Ma at one point. Great. I was alone in my living room. It was uh, it was, it was cold. I actually saw <laughs> I saw Ma a long time ago. Uh, there used to be these things called movie theaters, and you mm. could go to them and watch Ten, uh, moving pictures <laughs> in them. Seven, and uh, sometimes six, they would have concessions five, and snacks that you four, could buy to bring into three, the theater if you. They turned the lights two, on and projected. It was one. very cool. Oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I left a family dinner early to go to the theater alone to watch mom. Aww. They made you watch alone? Well, yeah, they made me watch alone. I was like, don't make me watch alone. <laughs> they made me watch alone. I feel like I, you actually did send that snap to someone. For sure. Like, I feel 100%. like I saw that. Because, like, even before we saw Ma, when the Ma trailer had just come out, we were making a film in a cabin together mm-hmm. and we were chanting it that all the time i snuck a line all into the, the movie of me we were saying, just chanting it don't dr- make me drink alone i s- made sure i could say that yeah we got mm-hmm. into the into the film and then later on um the cinematographer and editor watched didn't apparently did not know what we were talking about that entire time mm. and then which tracks for her and then later on watched the movie um and then didn't realize that one that was in the movie ma and two ma hadn't come out yet and we were just that <laughs> excited based off the truth <laughs> so ma's been a big part of my life for a while yeah is that your history with ma that's my that's my history Nope. No. It was close. No, instead of his story. You want a couple her more tries? story. No, my story. <laughs> that's better. Yeah. It almost I almost said story. hysterectomy, and I was like, "That's wrong." Huh. So, how did you like watching it a second time? I laughed a lot more. Did anyone else watch it again, or is it just me and Quinn who watched it again? It's fine if yeah. I thought we were watching it together. Really? Oh. Mm. That's okay. We can later. I remember. I read I'll the synopsis. We can watch it right now. Just quick. Let's quick. Quick break. <laughs> quick ma break. But did you notice anything? Did you? I don't know anything in your rewatch. There's not much to notice, as per. There's not much going on that was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't quite catch that the first time. Mm. It's pretty much all one dimensional. When I rewatched it, my plan was to try and focus on figuring out what her plan was and when it formed. <laughs> That's interesting that you uh, assume she had a plan. <laughs> I think it right. formed the moment she saw the truck. I think, mm. yeah. I don't think that this is something that she really was planning on doing like for years. I think this really was... 
she saw that like Ben had a son and was like, "Let me torment him and his friend." Yeah, but then why did her focus become Diana Silver's? I don't know. When her revenge is definitely against the other guy's dad. Well, I think that because there is a shift in Ma's behavior after um, what's her character's name? Ma Sue Ann. No. Um, Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. When Maggie's mom couldn't Maggie's tell you what that. Mom. <laughs> That's Juliet Lewis. Yes. When Maggie's mm. mom goes into the vet office and does not recognize Sue Ann. Oh, you think that's when? There's a shift in her behavior, because she is very offended by that. So I think that's maybe when she started shifting more of like, oh, I hate Maggie, too. Sure, I believe you. who's to say? Who is to say? I think Ma, for all of our purposes, had the plan when teenager Maggie Thompson moves with her mother Erica to Ohio hometown after Erica's husband leaves her. At our new high school, Maggie befriends Haley, Daryl, Chaz, and Andy. I think that's about when. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess one thing I did notice is that Diana Silvers is a very bad actor in this movie. Ooh. Early favorite for the Joey Damn. King. Because I, li- I, re- I remember I liked her in Booksmart. But, like, sometimes in this, she would deliver a line that's just so flat. She'd be like, no, ma. <laughs> no, don't kill us. No, no don't kill us. Ah. Do, do it was very, go girl, give us nothing. Good in other things, but bad in the movie you watched? What? No. Do you guys have an award? Yeah, it's called an Oscar. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, so, something that you, since you guys give out, like, you know, designations to people, do you have one for somebody who's good in other things that you've seen but bad in the movie you watched? Well, we ha- we, we grade who didn't leave with their dignity. Well, we... <laughs> so I think the Sour Patch Award. It's who left with their dignity, I think. Oh, yeah, we say who left mm-hmm. with their dignity. So anyone who didn't, they're That's on that good. list. <laughs> They really quick, just as an experiment, I want to go down the cast list, and we're going to say whether or not they left them all. If they're That's all right, a Octavia closing Spencer. segment. Thank you very much. It's actually a closing segment. Oh, okay. Well, then Lauren can Tyler. put it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, I'm lowering your count to seven seconds now. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, we can do it. Who cares? We go. I want yeah, to go fuck through, it. I want to go through each person. Okay. This isn't a normal episode, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a fucking. fucking this is. This is our yeah, reunion this... special. Anarchy. Freaking. Real Housewives. No rules. <laughs> reunion. I'm. Right. I'm gonna turn sideways. Octavia Spencer. Does she leave with her dignity? I yes. think yes. 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 She. Eats. She had complete control. Diana Silver. I mean, she, I don't mean this is like an insult, but like she didn't really have a reputation before this. So she didn't have any dignity to lose. But, but you, you saw Booksmart before you saw this again. So the second time watching it, how did you feel? I just, I I mean, some of her lines were flat, but she was also, I watched another horror movie with her that she was good in. So, okay. (laughs) So So she, 
I think that that's like a a no. Mm. Like a new not. It's like. Mm. Okay, let me. Really Careful here, Lauren. Don't Thank be too freaking offensive. Hey, I watch you. Hey. Thanks for the Careful what you say about Diana Silvers. Um, it's not a net positive or a net negative. It's it's just the same. It's not bad enough to say that she lost her dignity, but it's not good mm. enough that she gained anything. I think that, yeah. It's like she's an up and coming actress. You got you do these kind of movies before you, you hit it you big. do be doing moss you do be do doing you everyone yeah. has a mod in their film early filmography real real quick i think we need to establish do we like ma or not because <laughs> like i think it's a masterpiece i love it i i gave it five stars yeah, on letterboxd.com so if that's the case then everyone should be proud of the work they've done on this movie <laughs> That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Except for Tate Taylor. <laughs> Who did a lot of the work. <laughs> did, did the self-insert as Officer... It kind of pulled the film together with Officer Granger. <laughs> yeah. so but, like, self-insert, uh, kind of cheesy. You're not Alfred Hitchcock, Tate Taylor. Yeah. Did, I, You're did, Tate Taylor. did I say that when I watched the movie and Tate mm. Taylor was an actor in it and I didn't know he was the director of Ma, I was like, that guy was pretty good. And then when I saw he was the director, I went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it did it's, lower my opinion of him after I saw it. I'd be shocked if someone did, was watching this movie and was like, oh, Tate Taylor is in this. Because, like, who has face recognition on Tate yeah, Taylor? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he does. When you when you know his name is Tate Taylor, then you're like, oh, that's. Like, if, you have, if somebody told you someone in the movie's real name is Tate Taylor, I feel like you would be able to tell it was him. Mm. I feel like Chaz. No, so whoever played Chaz would be a good one. I'd pick the lead twink. Well. <laughs> Gianni, Gianni Paolo. A lot of these people don't even have Wikipedia pages. No, you can't click. <laughs> you can't click. Uh, what about Which is fine for the best, because that's going to end up with lots of rabbit holes. What, what about McKaylee Miller? And, and let's not say, this isn't like, you have to look at it, instead of looking at it as past performances. We need to look at it as just Ma. Did they did they lose dignity coming out of Ma? Let's we, we got to pretend like Ma's the only movie that exists here, okay? Oh God! And I based wish. off their performance, <laughs> I wish. God. <laughs> not not like Ma's a whole. Yeah. Um, uh, Miller. So is that the that's Haley. the blonde? Yeah. I think she does. I don't know. Mm. Really, I like her voice, like the raspy quality. I like to listen to it, but I can't. Her character is confusing because it's like she's both the bully and also the best friend, mm. and yeah. it's like unclear. Wow, because all bullies do be best friends to someone, right? <laughs> I get when you like Lauren. You have friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're notorious bully. <laughs> <laughs> you bullied. <laughs> Me personally, I think we all have stories about this. Yeah. But you bully me near constantly. Yeah. <laughs> you call me. You call me just to say mean things sometimes, and you hang up. You don't even let me. You don't let me say what. You just hang up. Uh, yeah. There's no time for you to retort. I have to go. No. I, and I've been working on some retorts, so like it's kind of rude. All right. Oh, you're baking now. 
Yeah. <laughs> Pop torts. <laughs> Yum. Um, gourmet. Well, Argy, what do you think she? What do you think about her? <laughs> Who again? Uh, <laughs> I I was thinking about you again. Uh, <laughs> The actress who played Haley. Haley, yeah. Eh. Right. I think, I think. Here's what I'll. Here's what I think. I'm gearing up for it. Right. He's opening the IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta look. I gotta see what she looks like. <laughs> I will. I will oh. say that she didn't. I didn't feel like she. She did anything embarrassing. You know who yeah. I, I think she was okay. I would have rather have been in this role as Sabrina Carpenter. Mm. Okay. She's great in Tall Girl. <laughs> and I feel like she would bring a new Now, what's that movie about? I have not seen it. It's about one, one person two, who is tall, three, and she is a girl, four, and she wears five, size six, 13 male seven, nice. and she is nine, really upset about ten. it. Ten. Okay. Yeah. She's got big point. feet. <laughs> about a tall um, girl uh, what's very embarrassing for mckaylee is that her mouth got sewed shut yeah in real life that's, in, that's pretty embarrassing but that but here's the thing <laughs> that's that the one, most embarrassing of if we're, if we're talking about things that mod does to people that's actually probably the scariest one i think that yeah i think that's the worst one so she actually more or less like the, the soul what i never mind she does one other thing that i guess can be considered actually scary stabbing no the munchausen's stabbing's not scary stabbing eh. she could have gotten a little more creative the iron stab again all the time eh. she could have castrated she could have astrated <laughs> but instead she went for dog blood transfusions and an iron mm. not proud of that and then of course the paint right mm. well okay which How is we... i think tate taylor's signature mark on the movie <laughs> yeah what, now, how do we feel about Corey Fogelman is? Mm. That's the main twink, right? That's the main, main twink. twink. Andy Hawkins' main twink. Uh, main twink slash Maggie's boyfriend. I, I'm i going to come out and say off the bat, yes, embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Lost dignity, I think, okay. for sure. I was right? like, what? I thought you were saying that he left with dignity. I'm no, like, he did I do not. not, not the moment he Zero. did those egg rolls and ketchup, I can't look at that man the same. <laughs> I'm still confused by his motive at the end of the movie. Mm. We're, for making out with Ma? Yeah. I... Survival. But I, I what are you talking like about? That makes perfect like sense. Genuine. No, we've had the... He... Shoot or shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was Last like, chance, you know? Yeah, fuck you, Maggie. I don't care. <laughs> Ma said, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean I can't score. <laughs> I would kiss anyone that's trying to kill me. A hundred percent. Because like if I if we start kissing, then I get distracted. Yeah, exactly. And I can run. I can uh, put like a blanket over their head. It's like that one pop up song, "Lips of an Angel." That's what's going on in this area. It is what my song? strongest suit. It's flight, fl- flight, fight, or fuck. Those are the three <laughs> options. Oh. Well, that makes sense. What's that song? Lips of an Angel by we someone. sing it? Hard you very very full. Ba-da, ba-da. With the lips of an angel. Yeah, you mm. know it. 
Yeah. You guys were alive in 2007. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> Who's next? Next is Juliette Lewis. Oh. Dignity intact. Yeah, I, I like Juliette Lewis. She's great in most things. She brings a remarkable energy to every role she plays. Yeah. The same energy in her Instagram videos. That's, well, that's a uh, pretty unanimous one, I think. Luke Evans is Ben Hawkins. Gone. Yeah, this is embarrassing, I think, for him. A little embarrassing. <laughs> How do you go from Rent to this? He's in Rent. Are you still looking at his <laughs> credits? <laughs> no. I don't remember him in Rent. Uh, It's one of his main credits. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck does this man play in Rent? Oh, sorry, it was live. Oh, uh, okay. Wait. Yeah, he's a stage performer. He was also in Miss Saigon. He was in, wait, he was in the, he was not in Rent Live on Fox. No, like London's <laughs> West End productions yeah, such as okay, Rent. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> I was it like, took us I, a while to get there, but we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah, first I was like, I know the movie and original Broadway casts of Rent by heart. And I would know if Luke Evans was in those. I also thought you meant that he was in Rent Live. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I definitely do not remember Luke Evans being in Rent Live. Seems, seems a little old. <laughs> Rent Live. Uh, yeah. See, he, I think he, the reason he walk, doesn't walks away without his dignity is not because what happens in the movie, but the mm -hmm. fact that like he had to take a role where he has nothing to do. He's like his character is yeah. really such a nothing character. You don't need to hire a Luke Evans to play. Absolutely, a hundred percent. It doesn't make sense that Luke Evans played this part. It could have been. A, it should have been another person whose name is unclickable on, on Wikipedia. <laughs> should have been. It should have been Tate Taylor. I I like the symbolism of it being Tate Taylor. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> but on the other hand, speaking of wasting talent in a small role, on the flip side, we have Allison Janney who absolutely is necessary in this movie. <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone else to play that role. Alice and Janie in this is, it's so weird to me that she's in this movie and it's such a small part. I like and to it's think of it. such a bizarre bit. I like she's to think of it as her workshopping her I, Tanya character, even though <laughs> I, Tanya came out before this. I like that. She's, yeah, she's, she's great in this. Okay, now, the rest of these people are, are unclickable names uh, for the kids, so I do not remember which one's which. Gianna Paolo as Chaz. Maggie's Chaz is the iron one. These people are all just mentioned as, as Maggie's friend, so I don't know. Is he the one who has, to get, who has to strip naked? Yeah. Yes. I would say his dignity is gone. But I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, we all saw the butt. <laughs> <laughs> who I'm obsessed with is the sleep girl. Because mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you think about that as a plot point. We still... There is still some contention on whether or not she dies at the end. Mm. This girl who... Oh, I forgot to look what if is she, she gets doing? out. I'm trying to remember. She, at the end... Um, she's a the daughter of a pastor, so she goes to parties, but she pretends to be asleep on the couch... For the so whole time. The entire time, so that she could be like, I was at the party, but then she can be like, I didn't drink or anything. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but then the the parties at Ma's are so fun that she opens her eyes a lot and like talks to people, naturally. 
Mm. But at the end, when they all wake up, she's still there. <laughs> and so we don't know if she was drugged by Ma or was just sleeping. When still. she when she does all the things to the people? She's there. Yeah, she's there. Wait, what was <laughs> she doing? What was she doing? What the fuck? Sleeping. So, <laughs> she's sleeping. Taking a quick nappy. Um, so she wakes up, has a collar on. So it's not, I don't, maybe Ma was like, you know what? I have an extra collar. <laughs> Welcome, new friend. <laughs> um, so then she goes to run and screams, and then Ma hits her in the head with... The iron. The iron. Um, but she is never seen again, and I don't know if we see her taken out, because the house is on fire. But I don't know if we see if her... If we don't see her in that end shot, she's dead. But... Mm. She is considered on IMDb's kill count. I wait. But how she's not IMDb's on, kill count? Well, it was like the trivia. Like, there's five people who is she on James killed. A. Janice's? No. Interesting. Because when mm. we watched the Dead Meat kill count, I was specifically looking to see if he counted her, and he did not. It's possible so, he just didn't see her. She's very forgettable. I know. Hence why she ended up in Moss in the first place. So, I, I guess it's up for interpretation if she lives or not. I like to think she died. I want to give Octavia <laughs> Spencer that win. I want her to live for the sequel. <laughs> I want it to be about her, though. Yeah. She is now Ma. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She's Ma now. It's No, I want it to be the same movie, but told from her point of view. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. A lot of it is just, like, darkness with, like, hearing the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a podcast. It's like a sensory experience. <laughs> And then you only see the when she opens her eyes, like you only see like certain parts of the party. <laughs> that sounds right, like an art project. The guy who plays Darrell. Sure. Dante Brown. I know. That's he's the, not he's memorable the one that gets painted, right? Mm. I, it is kind of embarrassing to agree to to do it. Yeah. What happens to his character to be like cool with that? I agree. But I, also, I, I we're vote, we're four white people but here talking to about Tate, it. Of course, there's no racial implications with that moment. When you when really <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what people were. Um, he did an interview, and and someone was asked him about the racial implications of Octavia Spencer saying there can be only one, and then painting the other uh, other person of color uh, white. And he said, "What do you mean? <laughs> there are none. There are." There are no racial implications. For what did she mean? Oh, oh, I understand. This is this is what we misinterpreted about the movie. Ma is a Highlander. <laughs> That's why she says there can only be one, and he is also a Highlander. So they have to kill each other. Tyler, we're all younger than nobody you. Nobody knows Highlander. Nine. This eight, movie. So, so seven, Highlander is a movie. It's a six, bunch of immortals, and there can only five, be one. So they have to like kill each four. other through time. Three, and, uh, two, Chris and I one. Oh, awesome! <sighs> That's fascinating. No, but that, the, <laughs> the director so of the movie said that there was no implications of of that that moment happening, which is well, no. Like I said, that's yeah. be, it's because it's because uh, she's uh, they're both Highlanders. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Now. The more you made the joke, the better it landed. Other <laughs> people know this reference. <laughs> I swear to God. 
Everyone, if you if know you, this if reference. You in, if you type in the phrase, go ahead and do it right now. Google, there can be only one, and Highlander will come up. I'm doing that right now. Do it. I'm looking at so many cool results from that. And we're all typing it in. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. There it is. Boom. Send us your Highlander stories <laughs> by hashtagging one star, hashtag one star Highlander. Very cool. <laughs> Christopher Lambert is the weird guy. He, I always think his name is weird when I when I see it. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird name. Right, yeah, so that's the that's the Tate Taylor little autorism, you know, yeah. little sprinkling of questionable racial politics. That's I, I guess like, I think the only the other person I'd want to talk about is Missy Pyle. Right. Mm. But we're st- we're talking about Tate still. Are, are we I guess it's tape? easier for him to say that there isn't than to hear him dig himself into a hole. <laughs> right? He's like, he knows he shouldn't have done it. He knows, <laughs> he knows that there's no way to talk out of it except for just deny it. That's 100% what we t- it. What are talking about? Can we, I don't know. Archie, you're a very good improviser, so I want... Me? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to play a game where you're Tate? Can <laughs> I ask you? Yeah. And you answer uh, what you think that his response would be to that question? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Tate Taylor. Hello. Hello. Congratulations on your new hit success, uh, Ma. Thank you. Ev- everyone loves it. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Officer Granger? <laughs> Lord, I thought he that was, was the best that was part me. Of the movie. Yeah. Did you know that was me? What? You're so yeah. believable in that character. Yeah, I always wanted to be a cop. <laughs> <laughs> then I decided to make movies instead. <laughs> so, um, quick, quick, cue, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, uh, at the end of the movie, uh, there's, you know, of course, mm. uh, only two people of color, in, well, three in this entire movie. Um, and at the right. end, uh, there's Octavia Spencer who, who paints uh, the kid's face white and says there can be only oh. one. Uh, why did you include this? And what are the racial implications behind that? Yeah, you were saying why did I include the part where the guy's stomach gets iron, <laughs> which I so, think is uh, kind of is like. Was it what? No, that's not what I asked. <laughs> yeah. The, Sorry. Can you re- repeat the so question? This is the part. Where Octavia Spencer uh, paints paints the who, guy's face. Who is white. that? Who is that again? Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ma. Ma. Sue Ann. Yes, the title of your movie. Su- oh, Sue Ann. Su- yeah. Did you did you know that I had I have a mom? <laughs> That's where I got the name for the movie. <laughs> is uh, I have a mom. And but but Ma. what were you trying to say with that scene? Oh yes, the scene where I sew—I don't sew—where the where the sorry, I was I was watching. Sometimes I forget what I was recording and what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So the scene where I sew Haley's mouth shut. Oh, you are Ma. Some would say I'm sort of a self-insert for Ma, both as a as Officer Granger and 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 Ma. Okay, so then what? What were you thinking when you painted that boy's face white? Yeah, when I had Moss shoot Officer Granger, <laughs> it was sort of like how I imagine, you know, death coming for me, inevitably. <laughs> <laughs> End scene. 
for thank the... you, Archie, for thank indulging you. me. That was that was fun. <laughs> I always wanted to be a cop. God. <laughs> you know what happens? You want to be a cop, but your parents want you to be a uh, Hollywood director. <laughs> so classic. Yeah, that, that classic pickle we've all been in. <laughs> Wait, no, I think we're no, we're all can, there. Can we go back to that scenario again? But it's a, it's a few years earlier, and you're asking him about the racial implications of the movie The Help. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Tyler, you can have this one. <laughs> I just realized we are recording this episode a day late because yeah, yesterday was the 21st night of September mm-hmm. and that is when what we should that? have recorded this episode because What's that? the greatest music cue of all time involves that song in this movie. I don't remember what <laughs> the, the 21st night of September. Yeah, I don't remember. But do you remember? Huh? <laughs> I want to continue this bit, but I don't know any other lyric to the song. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, God. That's it. Of course. <laughs> I, I. That's so, just a letter, though. Two of them, but the same one. Dan- well, yeah, yeah. Dancing in September. That's, a, that's one. But I just, <laughs> I've never seen a needle drop used to such comedic perfection. Mm. And. What about we, the one in It Chapter Two? Ah, I don't know which one you're talking about. But the thing about um, that music cue and Ma is that I'm pretty sure it's diegetic sound. I'm pretty That's sure she runs over Missy Pyle with her car. You know, horse scent car. <laughs> uh, huh? You good there? <laughs> no, her car air freshener. Is horse scent. Horse. It smells okay, like a go horse. Go back and look at that. How do you scene. know that? There Type is, in horse scent. There is her car has an oh. air freshener over the rearview mirror, and it's a horse, and it literally says horse scents on it. So but that's what, what you're proposing here is that Ma has a horse smelling air freshener that smells yes! like horse. Yes. What does horse smell like? She like intentionally wants it to smell like horses. Guys, I am not making this up. When you watch the scene, the air freshener in the car. No, Lord, I believe hanging... I believe it because that sounds like another very funny moment. In this See, I think you're making <laughs> another it great up. joke from the from Tate Taylor. Okay. Everyone, look it up. You can see the horse. Lauren is, <laughs> is showing us an image of Ma as an anime character. Lauren, I think you may have just drawn this. <laughs> this is like the scene in, in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol where he draws the guy's on his hand and goes, "It looks like this." I was having fun with the anime Snapchat filter while watching Ma. Oh, the anime Snapchat filter is the best Snapchat filter. How do you know you don't have a filter that inserts horse-scented air fresheners? <laughs> yeah, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Think about it. Yeah. But it is. It's fun to watch Ma through the anime filter because therefore it becomes anime. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you, a whole other experience. In that case, Quinn, would you say that the end of this movie is top 10 anime betrayals of all time? <laughs> I don't know. I read the manga, so... <laughs> The audience is going wild. Guys, yeah. proof of this. 
in her car. Listen, Lauren, Lauren you're making it up. Lauren seems legit insane right now. <laughs> Lauren, you're making it up, Lauren, I swear. You're, you're making it up, <laughs> and I know you're making it up, because it's so detailed and possible in reality that there's no way it's real. <laughs> I think you just, you're trying to think of what you want. I think we're being someone, if, if, I, And I know this isn't technically the case right now, but if somebody told me... Like in my everyday life, do you remember the the horse air freshener from Ma? I would have been like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's one of, I think so. I think the problem on. is it's on the clips on YouTube. I know. There it is. It is. It does say horse scent. Oh Thank my you. god! I need to see it. Yeah, Google Ma runs over a woman in YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Did I? I said Google Ma runs over woman in YouTube. <laughs> You go in, onto the internets and get I in the get YouTubes. An audio, I look at an audio. I started typing M-A space R and it was like, Ma runs over a woman? <laughs> it's not focusing, but it does say horse sin. This is, says, a, this is insane. Guys, It's. I think the problem is that there's so many insane things happening in this like 30 second chunk of the movie that you don't <laughs> notice that her it's, air freshener okay. is horse scented. Now, now here's the thing. I need I need to apologize to Lauren. Thank you. Because it is very it is prominent in the shot. I thought it was gonna be small. It's actually very large. (laughs) What a oh my god, this movie is so fucking weird. So back to what I was saying, which I was saying that she runs over Missy Powell's character, horse scent air freshener on blast. (laughs) And then immediately turns on Earth Wind and Fires, do you remember? the 21st end of September, and then drives away. I think that is diegetic sound, and that was the point I was trying to make like 10 years ago. Yep, there it is. I can't believe we're recording this <laughs> day after Demi Day. <laughs> I know. I would, I would like to read some of the comments from the from that clip. <laughs> please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, it's sad because people who get bullied could end up like that. That's why you have to be careful in high school and middle school because you could really hurt someone to the point where they're freaking murderers. <laughs> Keep that in mind. That's good advice. That's Do true. you have any more? Yeah. Imagine you're walking down the street and next thing you know, boom! Your soul is out of your body and you're looking at it as the person driving the car continues life. Bruh. I hope and pray for that every Just imagine day. That. Yeah. Just imagine that. I like this one. Uh, I shamefully admit that this was satisfying to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do we want to talk about Missy Pyle in this movie? Yeah. I, she eats. She serves. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Mm. She's amazing. What does she have? Dick. <laughs> According to the implications of the movie, some sort of STD. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you think she, that she has dignity? Of course, yeah. Missy Pyle or Missy Pyle's character? <laughs> Missy Pyle's... Oh. I feel like it's Missy Pyle in this movie, she's, like, mean in one scene. She's, like, shown giving Luke Evans a blowjob, and then she, like, gets killed in that scene, which is objectively hilarious. <laughs> so I feel like it's, it's hard to... And also, like, nobody even seems to care... Like... This scene happens. I don't think anybody ever talks about it again, do they? No, Mom, I don't think anyone knows she's missing. Ma, <laughs> no, I don't think any other character knows that she is killed. The only time 
it's mentioned again in the movie is after uh, Maggie's mom confronts Ma and she walks away and says, and I killed Mercedes. Oh, <gasps> Mercedes. my favorite joke. I killed Mercedes. <laughs> my favorite moment of the whole movie is when uh, Lee Twink and Juliet Lewis are talking <laughs> and she's like, do you like Mercedes? Or she's like, do you like Mercedes? And he's like, I think I'm more of a Porsche man myself. And then they everyone laughs and he goes, There's Yeah, a she's, a, she's such a bitch. And then Great. Julian Lewis that like, is that funny. Him? It's so funny. And then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. That seems very good. It's so funny. He has a couple he has that line. There's the when they find the like box of alcohol in front of his car and they're like we're, they were like, Oh, is it a bomb? Don't touch it. And when he's like um, I'm gonna eat an egg. You have to watch me eat an egg roll, and we're gonna put ketchup on it. Like those are like the three, I think, only lines that he says well, but they're very and, good. And I'm also convinced none of those were in the script. <laughs> See, that I feel was like the, that, that might be true. That was the moment I noticed Diana Silver's wasn't acting good because he's like, "You'll have to watch me put ketchup on the egg roll," and she's like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> like that's hot or something. Wait, okay, so wait, so it's the 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 bitch one, the egg roll one, and what was the other one that you said? There's a part where it's the sec third time that she buys them alcohol, and she buys it and then leaves it in front of his truck at school. Mm-hmm. Which how they didn't get like I don't know in trouble for that for having alcohol technically at school, but then all they see is a box near his his van so he so someone goes like is that a bomb and they were like oh i don't know don't touch it that's scary because <laughs> they think it's a bomb it's not funny when you explain what happens <laughs> but it, i feel like all, all i feel like those are all like ad-libbed lines oh and there's one thing that i did not notice the first time i watched but notice the second time only because i had the subtitles on <laughs> but when ma tells the kids that she has cancer she walks away, and then one of the characters, who knows who it is, just goes, ah, fuck me in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. 20 bucks, it's lead twink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just killing it with his ad loops. Um, okay, I think those are all of the people we're talking about, I think. Oh, no, 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 we have one more. I forgot about. Dominic Burgess says Stu, Erica's co-worker. Oh, 100% dignity. Amazing. Amazing. What a performance. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to give... I like you're nodding reaction. along, RG, like you know who that is. <laughs> so, yeah. when... <laughs> I want to give... I know we're not there yet, but an honorary Dr. Aunt Mom award <laughs> to the lady sitting next to Ma when she's getting her pedicure when she gets the video <laughs> from... Uh, the Erica? Haley. Haley. Not that hard. <laughs> Is anyone named I love, Erica? I love the, the whenever you have the name of character and you don't know what to call them. Um, when Haley sends the Snapchat, like, don't go to Ma's. Like, she's no, it's everyone bad. block. Okay, listen up, bitches. <laughs> right. Everyone block Ma. Um, <laughs> you know. And Ma's watching that Snapchat getting a pedicure and then she gets into a fight with the lady getting a pedicure next to her and i want to give that lady an honorary doctor and mom she mm. she really is great yeah 
If you saw a movie recently, you would know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I, that's a very memorable scene. <laughs> I think we all remember that one. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting thing that just happened. Whoa. So I clicked on Corey Fogelmanis' name. Who? Hmm. That, that's the guy who plays Andy, Maggie's boyfriend. Okay. Is that Lee Twink? Yes. And I clicked on his name because I was like, let me see his Wikipedia page. That link actually takes you to the Wikipedia page. Uh, list of Girl Whoa. Meets World characters. <laughs> He's Farkle Minkus. Yeah. He plays Minkus's son on that show. And I just think that's funny that he doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page. He just takes you Damn. to the Girl Meets World characters list. <laughs> So there you go. I just thought that was interesting. Oh, and also, uh, uh, McKaylee Miller was also on Wizards of Waverly Place. So a bit of a Wizards of Waverly Place uh, reunion between her and Octavia Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you all talked about the, in the last episode, did you talk about Scotty Landis? The story? The, the author? No. Oh, who wrote the, it? The screenplay writer? No, we did not. Look at his IMDb. It's all like stoner comedies, which makes so much sense. That does make a lot of sense. This would like be workaholics. <laughs> Adam Devine's House Party, like, was the head writer for some of it, I think. So this was definitely written in a way that's funny, but I don't know if it was directed in that way. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing about Tate Taylor. That I believe we mentioned before, because mm. and so to me it seems like this is supposed to be on paper. It's a horror comedy, and I feel like Tate Taylor does not direct it as either one of those things. Right. He the, doesn't direct the wiki it, says psychological horror film. <laughs> <laughs> really gets in your brain. Every everything this guy has written on, I think there it's it's either straight comedy or like horror comedy. And this feels to me like this was supposed to be a comedic film uh, with horror implications, and Tate Taylor just directed it as a Tate Taylor film. So it's no, it's neither scary nor hilarious. <laughs> not not to say that people aren't funny in it, but but like you can tell that like that's the weird disconnect I was talking about earlier, where it feels like things are supposed to be funny, but the movie isn't acting like it's supposed to be funny. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not directed like it's supposed to be a joke. Yeah. Like, Alice and Janney's legitimately hilarious in this movie. And yeah. the way and, and the way that she always, like, undercuts what Ma is doing. She's trying to be sinister, and then Alice and Janney just <laughs> hands her her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, but... The movie does not play it like it's hilarious. Like you, like it feels awkward because you're like, I felt like that was supposed to be funny, but I don't think the movie thought it was funny. <laughs> I think that's a good point, and I do think that yeah, if it was directed a little bit better, maybe it would be different. But that is a very funny recurring bit where we don't really see that in any other kind of horror movie where like it's that kind of stuff that you know we never see from the villain's perspective. Like in um, Their day-to-day lives. We don't watch the person calling the house. Yeah. We're not watching them make that phone call hanging up and then being like, Mom, get out of here. (laughs) I'm being sinister. Um, You know what I mean? Like we don't see that moment of them like doing the evil thing. 
and then immediately like bringing bringing them back into their real life. Like, Sue Ann, get off the phone. You're supposed to be like shaving this cat for surgery. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's a very funny juxtaposition that is and kind of thrown away. And I still think it's funny, but also Allison Janney plays it so real. Like, I really feel like Allison Janney is her boss. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good performance that, like, I totally buy it happening. It's very, she's very good in this. But it's weird because the movie doesn't seem to think it's funny. <laughs> the movie There's is, a... like, presenting it as just like it presents everything else straightforward. <laughs> yeah. I like to think that Tate Taylor read the script and was like, that's not funny. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's oh, so yeah. scary. She's getting in trouble at work. Like, that's. Horrifying. That's, That's the worst thing oh that can happen to God. you. Oh my God. This guy's <laughs> eating a ketchup on an egg roll. Ah! <laughs> Tate Taylor read the script and was like, there's a cop in this. <laughs> I'm going to play him. Yes, please. <laughs> if Tate Taylor was like, this is like my Chinatown. This is my crime thriller. A cop gets killed in this movie? That's so scary. <laughs> oh no. Please no. <laughs> Quick Tate Taylor tangent. <laughs> As we do. He lives on a like an old plantation. Of course he does. Does he really? Or is that He was No, he does. In in Mississippi, he oh. he live he owns a, an oh. old plantation. Yeah. I actually I actually do now think that if you did ask Tate Taylor about the racial implications <laughs> of the help, he'd be like, What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 like no it's not it's not positive or negative it's nothing it's, not, it's... you have to think about both <laughs> Dave Taylor's like I just present my movies as is there's no interpretation I just it's right down the middle I'm just showing you what happened these are documentaries it is kind of interesting given his history how dedicated Tate Taylor is to making movies like, for and about black people, <laughs> given the quality and the weird racial implications of said movies. Because he also directed Get On Up. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so I'm, like, very confused. Really. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, he is gay, so he's allowed, right? <laughs> is he gay? He is gay. Interesting. <laughs> you should spend some time on his Wikipedia page. I am now. Let's go over all of his credits. Ten. <laughs> what do we think about the soundtrack of this film? Ten out of ten. I love it. Truly unhinged because, again, it's a teen movie for teens in the 2010s, yet every single song is from 1979. <laughs> and I really like that difference. Yeah. Tate Taylor's like, that's when I was a teen. <laughs> I don't know. This movie was no, made that's, for Tate Taylor. I do think that's 100% the reason. Or like, Funky Town's in this, right? Yeah, she's doing the yeah. the robot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Wind me up, wind me up. And safety <laughs> dance. I really, I think it'd be interesting to see if a good director made this movie. That, that the soundtrack doesn't because it's Ma's music, right? Probably. All she, the music is diegetic. Her thing is that she's stuck from this moment in high school. That makes sense. So the soundtrack is that music. It's actually genius. Yeah, it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a commentary on how like one moment 
can really affect your life for that long. But I honestly don't think I would like the movie if it had modern music in no it. No question. I think that's well, okay. part of it. You, you cannot I... tell me it still wouldn't be hilarious if she ran down Missy Pyle and then all of a sudden you hear Closer start playing. Because <laughs> 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 it still would be funny. I guarantee I, it. Yeah. I you're, Well, now I'm wondering. Now I know that the, you're not usually supposed to do this in, in when you write a screenplay. But I wonder if the diegetic <laughs> 70s music was written into the script. And mm. lost the translation in Taylor's direction, <laughs> like everything else. Who would you rather see direct this movie? Wes Anderson. Oh. Interesting choice. I was thinking Jordan Peele. He would. Uh, he would go Jordan Peele would have done a good job with it. Direction with it. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I kind of want to see what a Steven Spielberg would look like. <laughs> Okay, hear me out. A Tarantino. Let's all just keep naming directors we know. Yeah, I've actually hit my limit. That's all I know. What about Michael Bay, Ma? That's. I would like to see that. Might be the one. Mile gets hit, but it's Michael Bay directing it. It's a transformer. (laughs) Ma's in a transformer. The the, the explosions in that scene. Like in the end, Megatron is like, "We need you back." (laughs) <laughs> they rescue Ma from the fire. <laughs> Magatron, roll out. <laughs> I think we're easily rolling into how do you make this movie better? Oh yes. Category. I'll add Transformers. That's for most movies though. <laughs> yeah. Um we yeah, we can move into segments cuz we're not talking about this movie very uh, chronologically at all. If you want the plot summary, listen to the first episode. Exactly. That's yeah, not just listen to the first episode. Or just fucking watch the movie. Episode. It's a good watch. We're just, I, yeah, we're watch just revisiting it. the movie. Do you think somebody could edit uh, like a scene of a Transformer turning into a car and driving into one of those chases and just like oh. right into her Missy Pyle getting hit with the car? That's so <laughs> smart. That would go viral. <laughs> I would retweet that. Alright, we're gonna roll into segments. Do we want to do the... Um, how we're gonna fix the movie first? Sure. Uh, we're kind of uh, doing it. Now. Uh, I know. Exactly. Uh, oh yeah, we are we gonna bring that back? Yeah, I'm doing it again. <laughs> so how would we fix the movie? Well, one, we gotta cut off an ass. At least one. Yeah. Right. We, we agree. It was last time that's, Booty that's something was missing. See, part of me is like, I don't want to change anything because I think it's perfect. <laughs> I love right. watching it the way it is. I would have her castrate Luke Evans, though, simply because we're already there. We can go o- over the line, you, you know? It thing. makes more sense than what happens. Yeah. It makes we've so much it. more sense. We've seen the pain. I feel, I feel yeah, like... Yeah, we saw it. I, I honestly <laughs> feel like the dog blood thing, you have to do so many backflips to understand why she's doing that. Which she could have just got his penis or it's like, it She could just use human blood, yeah. If you're not going <laughs> to cut off his penis... Don't taunt us with the idea of cutting off his penis. Because then that's all we think it's about. It's Chekhov's penis. Right. Yeah. If she he... injects him with animal blood because he's an animal. Yeah, she says it. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fine clear. to do that, but don't don't give me temptation of a better life. <laughs> of a better movie. Wow. Don't hit at it. Either do it it's or like, don't, don't say it at all. It's ignorance is bliss. You know? When you're unaware that that was an option mm. on the table... Then you're happy with the dog blood. I gotta go get my laptop charger quickly. So I'll oh, be back. Thank you. God. Keep going. <laughs> okay. 
Can I just say Quinn has all the worst opinions about this? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I... <laughs> I'm just Josh. What else would we change? I do think a different director would make a difference. It wouldn't, if it wasn't it would... Taylor, it wouldn't be Maw. That's the, mm. that's the problem, yeah. Yeah. It's once you start actually trying to fix it, it becomes, because I don't know. Oh, even... you know what? Here, Tate, sit. Uh, Octavia Spencer worked with Tay Taylor in the past. She also worked with Sam Raimi in the past. Sam Raimi directing Maw. That's a good movie. And I know who that is. Of course. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Not him, but Jack like the guy that made it. Yeah. He, the guy who made the good Spider-Man. Have you seen any of these? <laughs> no. Tyler, just go ahead and do a quick recap of all those. Okay, so in so Evil Dead Ten. 1... <laughs> They're Nine, in a cabin, eight, and uh, they read seven, from the Book of the six, Dead, and it brings out these five, Deadites, and four, they all start three, getting killed. And then this, two, the next one. movie, they just pretend to be Oh, happen. okay, oh, that's interesting. Ten. <laughs> so, yeah, so then the next one starts Ten, with, like, Ash nine, waking up in the cabin, eight, and, like, events seven, are different than what happened. Six, and uh, five, a girl four, shows up because her three, dad released the Deadites when he was there before. One. And then you get back oh, that's time. fascinating. And that's I'm sure really Lauren cool. got, it, got that and understands what it means. But, you don't even need to watch him now. No, he's he's good at like funny horror movies. Okay, like they're ju- they're genuinely scary, or not? They're more or less scary, but they're a little bit campy and fun too. I'll have you shaking in your bones? Yeah, I feel like that skin would, that shaking would in good. your skin. But I also shaking. just like we'll ask Quinn on his opinion on that when he gets back. What about me? Yeah, Quinn. Oh, you talking said, shit, Tyler? No. <laughs> I, yeah, Tyler was talking shit. <laughs> I gotta be honest, Fucking I can't, man. I can't, like, hide that anymore. RJ, you're the one I don't me. think that's fair. Yeah, I got you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, what's good, I, bitch? What I, what I said... <laughs> um, I, what I said was, when we were thinking about directors who would have been good for Ma, I just thought of one that Octavia Spencer had worked with before, like Dave Taylor, Sam Raimi. Don't you think he would have done a good Ma? Yeah, but now, once he said... I, director she's worked with before i'm imagining guillermo del toro's ma that's what I that is an interesting film yeah <laughs> you're I'd definitely like penis to see... cut off on that one yeah for sure he, he would do that for us that's why he's the best i would also like to see octavia spencer and tate taylor switch spots switch roles. <laughs> okay. let tate taylor play ma and let octavia spencer direct and play officer granger okay wait now that we've now that the we've two most up... vital roles now, now that we've opened up the any anybody who made a movie with Octavia Spencer now gets a chance to do Ma. I want to just they all do. I just want to talk about real quick Rob Zombie's Ma, <laughs> a much better movie, and of course Bong Juno's Ma. <laughs> okay, that would be very good. He's already made a movie called Mother. I'm sure he'd be interested. Yeah, he likes Diablo the Cody's Ma would be good. That'd I be, think I can make sense. I think. Every single director should be forced to make, make Ma, Ma using the same script. <laughs> so then I we can really every... decide who the best director is. Yeah. Because every film right now, student should be required to. Unfortunately, Tate Taylor is winning because he's very the only excited, one who's made Ma. Very excited. And this is a newcomer to the, to the list of, of directors who've worked with Octavia Spencer. I want to mm. see an all-motion-captured um, CGI Robert Zemeckis Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Where Andy Circus plays everyone else. 
Oh, these all sound better, <laughs> in my opinion. Can you tell I do not have a lot of knowledge on directors? Yes. <laughs> you, your favorite one, uh, Molly Haynes. Molly Haynes. Yeah, Molly Haynes. I was. What about um, like a Lloyd and Miller Ma? Oh, that's oh, interesting. That I, I'm in. <laughs> Spike, Spike Jones. The One Direction Spike Jones movie. worked with her in Being John Malkovich, so that would be an interesting one. I forgot. Oh yeah, I just watched that, and she is in that. She's in She's everything. She's worked with a lot of really good directors. Ryan Coogler's Ma. I feel like the race thing would have taken a front, <laughs> front, front center uh, stage there. Yeah, Lauren. What about Morgan Spurlock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super soup ma size or super size ma. That's no was, better. Uh, he did the. I know who that is. One Direction. No, you were right. I, I the One Direction. This is us. <laughs> yes, that's the same that. guy. One, I'm trying to relate to you. One Direction. This is ma. Trying to relate to you. I know you like One Direction. What else do you like? Uh, who directed Geese? <laughs> the concept. Oh, Andrew V. McLaughlin. Okay. If you type in who directed Geese, it pops up. What do you think? What do you think about that, Lauren? That honestly, truthfully, would be a scarier movie. <laughs> if, if it was, was like a goose. a goose in the same wig. No. Oh no. Okay, we fixed the movie. I think. Yeah, easy. It was very easy because it's already pretty much perfect. <laughs> um, do we want to do another drinking game? No, like, I think one in the first episode. I think the first one stands. Okay. I don't know how much we can add to a drinking game without every time Officer Granger enters. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shot when he gets shot. <laughs> Pour one every out for Officer Granger. Every time he freaking Granger. steals the show, <laughs> which is every time he enters. Oh well, no, because I think I do think we need to add drinking when uh when the horse air freshener is seen. Yeah, thank you. I think, but we already I think we said like finish your drink or do something already for that scene. Because that's sure why you gotta take a shot beforehand. I'm pretty sure we did like three finish your drinks in that, which was perfect. You have, to, you have to you have to take a shot and then drink from the moment Missy Pyle gets hit to the moment September ends on the soundtrack. This is this is an intoxication movie. You should pick a vice and just hit it hard the entire runtime. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, I actually have the perfect. My vice is game. gambling. I have, the, I have the perfect drinking game for this. For There's this a. Movie. It takes place in a casino. Partly, it's perfect. You only need one drinking rule for this movie, and I think when you'll agree with this, drink whenever Ma's on screen. Yeah, that works. Don't let her drink alone. You gotta drink every time that she's on screen. <laughs> <laughs> I want like a remix, like a dance club remix. Like I'd bop off to that. You'd bop off to it? Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> so we we already did Who Lost Dignity, so we're gonna go into awards, mm. but first we need some transition music. So um <clears throat> Ooh ooh ooh. So RG, do you wanna give it a try? Nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <clears throat> give us your best oh, like yeah. Disney Channel transition well, he'll, he'll do the singing next sound. We'll do the next oh, there's more. Okay, some I just rule and some <laughs> I just wanted better, Lauren. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, our two awards 
are, of course, the Joey King Award uh, for Bad Acting and the Dr. Ant Mom. Um, so the Joey King Award is just who gave the worst performance or the most <clears throat> Joey King-ish performance, which we, uh, is, you know, obviously connect with being Overdoing bad. it in a bad way. Yeah. And right. the Dr. Ant Mom is inspired by the movie Sleepaway Camp. Which I'm pretty sure when we watched Mom, (laughs) we, because at the end we talked about Sleepaway Camp, and then that's what prompted us to do it, so. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. See how I made that a Ma reference and a Happy Endings reference? (laughs) That's multi-layered. Oh, the audience came back. It's very talented. The audience came back Thank for you. that happy ending. The audience has been, has been pretending to sleep like the girl in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we, we started talking about drinking and they were all like, ooh. Oh, I gotta go to bed. Um, so the Dr. Ant Mom is just about who who makes the most definitive choices in their role. Yeah, I, I, I think just, a simple not, way to put it is Joey King is overdoing it in a bad way. Dr. Ant Mom is overdoing it in a good way. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's not about if their performance is good or bad. It's that they've made the choice that they've made. So, I have a nominee for Dr. Ant Mom of Mm. our King Stew. That's Mm. fair. I think think this could be the most stacked Dr. Ant Mom nominee category we've had. I think, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think Juliette Lewis, Octavia Spencer, Allison Danny, Missy Pyle, Guy Playing Stew, the girl at the nail salon. I do All not nominees. remember like anyone's name in this movie. <laughs> I had to look back mm-hmm. at the Wikipedia page to remember who Stu was, even though we talked about it earlier. I don't think Juliet Lewis makes any choices that really stand out personally. I think it's a good performance, but it's not a Dr. Amon performance. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think we're Stu fundamentally is the, is the different people. Dr. Well, how do you how do you define Dr. Amon? Just like someone who's like decided saw the script needed the check and was like you know what no one's gonna enjoy this anyway i'm gonna do what i want to do if you watch the dr ant mom scenes and juliette lewis in this movie back to back would you say these are the same well when you put it like that because <laughs> i i think i think it's just the acting choices and i feel like juliette lewis gives a good performance i i don't mm. disagree what you said quinn but i think but then they they take the step forward of going so i'm gonna act like a fucking maniac <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no one's ever gonna see this so i'm gonna be a fucking psycho in this movie that's that is that's a the, dr Mom. that's the dr Mom. that's dominic burgess <laughs> want to hear fucking crazy <laughs> I think Dominic Burgess as well. Then I would give it to Octavia Spencer. Wow. This is her her, her vehicle, her movie, and it's I don't, I don't, the whole time. I don't disagree. I don't know if I like giving it to a main character though. But like, imagine anyone else playing mom. It's or mom. mom. <laughs> imagine like, someone playing mother. What are you talking about? Who's oh my god, mom? mama! I think that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> If anyone else was playing it, it'd be Mom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It would be Alice and Janney in the hit TV show. <laughs> this is what makes this movie good: is Octavia Spencer doing this, and so I think she deserves it. I think that might be. I think that's a good point. 
Yeah. We can give out multiple. Because Stu needs one. Multiple. I'll, I'll, vote, I'll vote for Stu, but I agree. I don't disagree with Octavia Spencer. Yeah. I, just I think, think we Stu should cut the award in half. Yeah. Whoever, whoever Dr. wants Ant. the award more. Mom. So someone gets the Dr. Ant award and someone gets the Mom award. I think I think it'd be more like Stu's just gets the doctor award and then Ant's mom goes to Octavia Spencer. I don't think the it's Dr. Ant fifty. Yeah, Dr. see, Ant-Maw. it's yeah. perfect. Motion yeah. to rename the award to Doctor Ant Mom. But then you have to give it to Octavia with me. I, feel I like... will. I will. I'll stand by you. Compromise. Stu gets the Doctor Ant Mom. Octavia gets the Doctor Ant Ma. There's two. Right. It can only be awarded once. It's not yeah. like a. It's, it's a one time. It's, it's so a lifetime funny. achievement award. It is <laughs> for her numerous roles. Tyler, you want to tell us about them? Yeah. So she's, <laughs> she, 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 have no. you heard of Doctor Evilini? <laughs> um, I haven't. Tell me about Doctor Evilini. <laughs> oh man, she, she work, don't know anything okay. about her. Doesn't she work at the um, at the Wizarding School? <laughs> yeah. All right. She's anyways. evil. Oh, I, I'm going to do something really quick. You guys keep talking, but I, I have a question for you guys I'm going to ask in a second. Okay, we'll keep talking while you ask a question. <laughs> so um, who, who do you think's bad? Who gets yeah, Joey King there's... Award? Hmm. I'll give it to Diana Silver. She, she doesn't deliver. I feel like that's fair. I was maybe going to consider giving it to Fargo, but he does have enough... Uh, for like assumed one-liners that he came up with himself, that he uh, narrowly avoids the award. I agree. I would. I would say <laughs> the Joey King for this. Uh, I want to give it to Tate Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, what? I don't think he's bad in the movie, but for all of the other choices he made. <laughs> oh, I mean, we could establish in acting, just in. We could establish like. A Tate Taylor Award for Racial Insensitivity. I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? Who, no. me? What are you, there's not no, he actually movie. said there there wasn't any racial implications. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. and since you'll have to drop it. The director is always right. Right. Kind of like the customer. <laughs> the director is really the customer in the end. <laughs> so, Tyler, do you have a question yet? He's really gearing up for it. <laughs> it's going to be I'm a really good question. Over All here. right. It's an Octavia Spencer. It's an Octavia Spencer. Hold on. Wikipedia question. How many times on both film and television has Octavia Spencer played a nurse? <laughs> Trick question. She's not a nurse in this. All of them. I mean, she's she's well, kind of a nurse. In this. She's a vet nurse. tech. That is yeah. not a nurse. That's, that's but I'm saying, but nurse. I'm saying, how many times in things has she played a nurse? I'm just saying, if you show. told a nurse that a vet tech is a nurse, she would like tell you she's voting for Donald Trump and then make a TikTok in your room. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know why you're talking about this in regards to this movie because I'm not talking about this movie. Yeah, Tyler's not talking about this. Movie. I'm just saying, why are we bringing up nurses? Is because I because my question for you is how many times has Octavia Spencer played a nurse in her career? But I mean, how many of those people were their jobs mentioned? Is all because for uh, all I know, Doctor Evelini. Every, every single one that I just mentioned. First of all, Doctor Evelini is a doctor. 
And she has played the doctor yeah. a few times. Right. But I'm talking about these. She. This is times where Octavia Spencer played a character whose name was Nurse or Nurse something. <laughs> Take a guess. Uh, six. Uh, twenty. Um, one. Sixteen. Damn it! <laughs> I was closest. Fuck you. No, you weren't. If you circle back around, yes, I was. <laughs> oh. Oh, I see. Rourke's nurse. Nurse number two. Nurse B. Baby nurse. Nurse. Sometimes Hair she nurse. plays she, uh, four, rows in, four roles in a row are nurses. <laughs> I see in television she was a frequent nurse. In the nineteen, in the 2000. Year 1999 and 2000. Wow. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. So that was just something I noticed going through her page that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Can we... And there are no racial implications of that question. <laughs> mm. I don't know. It's pretty hard to believe. But anyway. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't there, know. There was no... I don't think so. <laughs> uh, can we get some transition music? Do you want to try it, Archie? Oh, yeah! <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. The studio audience loved it. I think that uh, you should have RG just record like a bunch of those and then just <laughs> drop them in whatever, for the rest of your show. Whenever you have an to... episode when you need the transition, just drop one of them in. No, I want you to call me when you're recording and make me do it wherever I am. Yeah, we'll, 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 make, we'll mute you the entire time except yeah. for when we need a transition sound. Do you want to re-rate it? Ma? Well, yeah, it's still rated. a five star. Oh, rated. for me, that's a five star check. I'm, and and I've learned a lot in this past year. Whoa! And I've watched a lot of worse movies, so mm. I'm gonna bump my rating up. What was the original? It was a one point five. You're mm. insane. <laughs> I think I'm gonna bump it up to a four. I if if Shit. if you would have said that now, I think I would have quit the podcast. I don't know why I didn't then, but I'm mad it past you. You were close. <laughs> I think it, I think it's a four. Much maybe better. If, maybe I don't know. It's just very enjoyable. That's all. But it's just a little too long for my taste. That's fair. I I was funny when I was on Letterbox. I saw ratings for it that were like three stars and i'm like how do you give it three stars you know it's either top ten or (laughs) bottom you know it's like how can you just have middling feelings towards a movie like this you gotta have strong feelings yeah it's wild to me rg what's your rating yeah Mm. what it's out of five yeah Mm -hmm. okay bold um (laughs) I'll give it a 4.99. Okay, good. Is the what, what could have earned the point oh one? I think if, uh, I think if they would have tried for some racial implications, <laughs> if they would have. There was none. <laughs> if they would have went for it, you know, but they they simply did not. So more Officer Granger would have would have bumped it up a bit. Too, I think. Yeah, honestly. I would love to see a retelling through <laughs> Officer Granger's perspective. We need one from Sleep Girl and one. Wait, we, she should have been a nominee for we Doctor. Just, oh yeah, yeah. Been. I think we've greenlit like 15 Ma spin-off <laughs> movies. <laughs> With different directors. Right, we're trying to set up a cinematic universe. Oh, oh. good, good, good. Audience likes that one. Very good, Quinn. Thank you.
I know I had a lot of bombs. <laughs> considering that you the previously show... rated this one. Okay. What? Considering considering that this is a show called One Star, so one is like, you know, that's kind of your 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 opening your your opening gambit. I will say that I appreciate Maude enough to give it two and a half stars. What the fuck? Wow. That's I you just said that I'm morally opposed to that. <laughs> Mr. Centrist, I, I Tyler it... the Centrist. <laughs> Shift it down point zero one <laughs> in one direction. I want to feel something. <laughs> okay, I'll go. Do- I'll go down just to make one. Two point four nine. Yeah. Wow. You fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Tyler, do you want to hit us with transition music? Oh, 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 yeah! Great. Ooh. Thank you. No, no <laughs> applause, but still well done. Thank you, thank good. you. I wasn't as good at <laughs> I practice whenever I leave or enter a room. <laughs> Constant. Whenever, whenever, whenever RG exits a room, it cuts to an establishing shot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's very disorienting. <laughs> I have to like stand still for a second. Yeah, you can't enter rooms. Except when the establishing shot room. is this picture of the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Whenever you leave a room, you have to like grab the door handle to take a look back, do like a sigh, and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Look in the window. <laughs> so what's 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 next? Okay, so now is a segment that we like to call the good, the bad, the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So. Or do because we do have a segment called "Say Something Nice," but we've said a lot of nice things about this movie. So I don't. I don't have movie. anything bad to say about this movie. <laughs> exactly. Mm. So we're just gonna just skip that one because that was the whole podcast. Skip it. Skip okay. It. So the good, the bad, the movie are uh, recommendations for. Um, you know, that's just kind of similar to this movie. One that's, you know, a good movie that is considered good universally. Or not, just to you. Doesn't matter. Um, and then one that's considered bad that either you don't like or you like because it's bad, whichever. I will be exclusively pulling from Octavia Spencer's filmography. <laughs> since good. there yeah. is plenty of material. However you connect your movies is entirely up to you. This is like a semi-new segment um, for um, RG, because I don't think we did it when you... Mm. What are the rules again? I'm confused by this. I know I had to do it before. Just a good movie, a movie that you like, and a movie that you don't like that's like somehow connected to this movie by whatever definition you want to do. Yeah. However you want to interpret connect. It can be similar to in theme... It can be, like, have a similar... So it really, however you feel like connecting the movies is all up to you. I think our original pitch for it was, like, the good version of this or another bad version of this. But Mm -hmm. that became too specific, so we just kind of open-ended it a little bit. Okay, I'll start with my good movie. I mentioned it already. Tavia's not really in it. That's really good. Drag me to hell. I think it's a lot of fun. It's got, like, the... It's an actual horror comedy that's actually funny and had, knows its own tone. <laughs> and it's directed by someone who knows what they're doing. 
and even better it's maybe just a little bit racist <laughs> it's got it's just Whoa. got like a little questionable racial so, implications towards romani people but they chose what they were doing with their racial implications yeah they're there they yeah. acknowledge them and the bad one um i'll say percy jackson sea of monsters <laughs> not okay. good a movie have lauren you hasn't, seen it lauren hasn't yes. seen it because she she doesn't want to ruin her feelings for the first one you have good oh yeah you do have good feelings we talked about this one. in the last episode yeah i remember and i'm concerned for you all over again <laughs> i didn't say it was good i just said i enjoyed watching it <laughs> you're you just are attracted to logan lerman yes i've never <laughs> denied that <laughs> um I think my good movie-ish is, yeah, whatever, is I Know What You Did Last Summer, because I think it's a horror movie, but it also has, like, that campy feel to it, especially, you know, the scene where she twirls in the middle of the road. Yeah, big, <laughs> big I Know What You Did Last Summer fan yeah. here. Oof. In the other direction, I'm stumped. I don't know why I went when I didn't know what my second one was. We said this last time. I'll say it now, even though it's technically under the bad one, but Sleepaway Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, anytime I get to talk about Sleepaway Camp, I'm going to... Can you remind me why we started talking about Sleepaway Camp on the episode before? We were talking because... There are parallels. We did recommendations at the end of the podcast back then still, but we just didn't do it as structured as it is now. Yeah, if you so we, if, if you just replace the racism with transphobia, yeah. more or less the same movie. <laughs> um, so we were just like listing movies and we kind of went down a campy horror uh, route and then that brought up Sleepaway Camp. I think you brought it up, Ty. I, I feel like I did too, I just don't remember why. And uh, Quinn's was just Ma. I recommended Ma as my recommendation for Ma. (laughs) (laughs) And you also, I mean, you said all cheerleaders die and return to the living dead, too, but your main one was just Ma. Yeah, I'm still on that. See Ma. If you have not seen Ma, see Ma. What you you got, RG? Do either of our guests have any? Oh, I, I do. Okay. So for number one, put you on the spot with this. We didn't tell you before. No, oh, this is easy for me. Great. My my knowledge of movies is so vast. (laughs) My brain is filled. It's like Lauren's knowledge of film directors. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if you really enjoyed Ma, but you wish that instead of a vet tech, Octavia Spencer was playing a nurse, (laughs) I recommend Halloween Two for a horror movie where. Uh, she plays a nurse, Nurse okay. Daniels, actually. Okay. Directed by old Robbie Zombie. <laughs> Robbie Zombie. Yeah, I wish he went by Robbie Zombie. That's much cooler. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess if, um, I guess if you liked Ma, but didn't like that Tate Andrews Tate Taylor <laughs> is gay. <laughs> Good connection. Good connection. You could watch Spider-Man by Sam Raimi. Because that's kind of like the same 
area except for Sam Raimi's. Now, I don't think Sam now, Raimi is gay. Because Octavia Spencer is in Spider-Man, as we established. Right, right. But right. that's not the connection you're going with. No, yeah. <laughs> that's a bonus. Uh, if you're homophobic, but you want some Octavia Spencer, I definitely recommend some Spider-Man. <laughs> and don't worry... Sam Raimi is is married to a woman. Oh, so. thank God. Yeah. Uh. Tyler? All right. So I, a good one and a bad one that are connected to this somehow? Yeah. Yes, I don't think I can explain it. Okay, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do good, good, bad, and ugly for you, okay? And there are three, three Luke wow. Evans movies. Wow. wow. Well, well, okay. What? Yeah, three Luke Evans movies because I, I think... If you only knew Luke Evans from Bond, you're going to be disappointed. So I'm going to give mm. you three three Luke Evans movies. A good one, a bad one, and one that's ugly. The good one is Fast and the Furious 6, which is my favorite Fast mm. and the Furious movie, where he is the bad guy, and it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Well, I kind of feel like you need to watch the fifth one first, but the fifth one and the sixth one as a combo, incredible. And this is my personal mm. favorite one. So I just wanted to shout out Luke Evans for six. For Fast and the Furious 6. That is my good movie. My bad movie is 2010's Clash of the Titans, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I, can, um, I think it's fun. I have a, I've had a fun time watching that. I didn't. <laughs> that's fair. That's valid. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the ugly, it's gotta be dracula untold <laughs> yeah Where I, can't, I can't classify it as, as good or bad but it reminds me of a movie that you guys were talking about on the show. <laughs> and uh luke evans plays dracula but he's sympathetic and uh the movie ends with one of those patented moments where they set up a sequel but the movie <laughs> bombs so they don't do it which i always love Oh, the best. If, if we're ever rich, we should have a studio that only makes sequels to movies that bomb. Uh, <laughs> oh, that would be really fun. Though. I love that. I think it's a good spend of money. I don't yeah. think homeless people need houses. What they do need <laughs> are sequels to Waterworld. An interesting thing that Quinn didn't need to say. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, Quinn brings it up every chance he can. <laughs> At least once per I'm sorry, I know. It's very Tate Taylor of me. (laughs) (laughs) I like how this just became like the shit on Tate Taylor hour. Little weird that he lives on a plantation. Specifically, (laughs) he said he wanted to buy one after filming the film. Oh no! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, uh... (laughs) I don't know if that was the takeaway of that movie. (laughs) Well, maybe it was. Listen to a whole podcast about Tate Taylor. <laughs> Tate Taylor, if you're listening, we really want to have you on this podcast. <laughs> we we wanted to ask him about the racial implications <laughs> of his films, which we know we already know the answer. There are not. <laughs> we have a lot of questions. I would love to. I would love to ask you. That's it. Tay Taylor listens to the podcast. We're none of us are getting a job in Hollywood. If Tay Taylor was in this podcast and made it this far into it, <laughs> that's it. Plug. Oh yeah, it. plugs. I guess. So, are, do our guests have anything that they want to plug? 
Um, yeah, I have a lot going on right now. <laughs> Any past projects that you want people to go check out? Uh, my garden. I don't, I don't know how you're going to see it, but just imagine a very beautiful, bountiful garden. Imagine me there frolicking. Um, it's RJ a beautiful on, vision. Like we mentioned at the top. Lord <laughs> is uh, going to do your plugs for you. Your plugs. <laughs> I go to tinas.tv. Tina's T-I-N-A-T. Um, <laughs> T as in tango. I as in Inez. N as in no way. A as in ah, okay. <laughs> S as in seriously? Dot as in period. <laughs> Dot T as in Tango. T as in Tay Taylor. V as in Via Spencer. <laughs> you go there? Very cool. Very cool can, website. Can I, very cool, can, very I give nice. a, can I give an honorary Dr. Ant Mom for RG's performance in the bottomless mimosa sketch? <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh. Your choices, every choice you make so in that much. in that sketch is perfect you are the, you are the dr amal of that sketch yeah that's a it's a perfect performance <laughs> i i like lauren's performance as well because there's a moment where she twirls her finger in a circle and I as go, if to say all around <laughs> all around all around um i and bought it, i bought i don't know if you saw my snapchat but i did buy your the sticker of you as i saw that i that's so cool <laughs> Um, Very cool. I never thought I'd be a sticker. <laughs> yeah, so go to T Public if you want a sticker. Of <laughs> T as in Tango. <laughs> you can get a sticker of RG, a cartoon RG pouring a bottomless mimosa if you want that. And it is, it is bottomless. Absolutely disgusting orange juice, though. It was very fermented and it got all over my clothes. <laughs> it, was just, it smelled very bad. It was disgusting. So when you see an image of it. Just imagine that's very stinky. It's very gross. Um, and also, uh, if you liked RG on this episode, you would also love him on our Holmes and Watson episode. So go mm. back and watch and listen to that one. No, you very won't. Good episode as well. He's changed. <laughs> I've changed. I'm have. Uh, I don't know. You the like brain. <laughs> brain brain bad. Okay. Brain bad. Um, I have a couple of podcasts that I do. Uh, if, you, if you like movies, I do a show called The Silver Screen Breakdown, where we talk about, uh, used to talk about new movies, now we're kind of doing double features, but Halloween is like a fun time for us, because we like to do scary movies, so that's coming up in October, we're gonna have some fun, so you should check that out, and I also do a show called Generation Animation, where we talk about cartoons, uh, we just talked about, uh, the movie All Dogs Go to Heaven, so that, that's coming out soon, if you like that movie, uh, I think it's a fun listen, um, and my Twitter is at Tyler Molitorno on Twitter. Mm. So there you go. Mm. Those are my plugs. How do you spell that? At T as in Tate Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, T as in Tate Taylor. Um, of course, we are. Um, you can find us on Twitter at One Star Movies. You can also uh, subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, where we will eventually get the movies that you vote on out, but they uh, might take a few months mm. uh, based off this one. Uh, Give us your money anyway. <laughs> but $1 a month and you can vote on um, episodes that we will do. So that's a fun time. We, we, that we will do asterisk. <laughs> asterisk. But we didn't tell you when. 
you know? Yeah, Just because that was you never part of the deal. June doesn't mean you get it in June. Mm-hmm. Learn to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm on Twitter at Mola Turnup. Quinn is at Leather Velma. Yeah, and I write about movies in a mm-hmm. professional capacity now. Yeah. It's I still don't get paid for it, but I think it counts for real. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you go to the website downright creepy i write for them all about horror movies and stuff and that's fun yeah check that so, out so i i i think this is like a real plug that i have which is kind of is kind of exciting cool. kind of shocking wow um, a real plug so you can also go back and listen to old episodes of snuff you can mm. there's no survivor going on for the foreseeable future at this point why <laughs> no reason we're all, really? honestly, because we're all playing a one giant game of Survivor <laughs> I don't left my room in here what's going on <laughs> um, so if uh, you're a big Survivor fan me, Tyler, and Quinn have a podcast called Snuff where we talk about Survivor episodes we've done some for the last four seasons um, so yeah, give that a listen if you fancy. And if you're going to use like CBS All Access or in the future Paramount Plus to um, <laughs> to rewatch these seasons before, I would recommend looking to see which episodes we're talking about on on the episode and but then go luck. from there. <laughs> good luck, because we, we're bad we're all over the place. Yeah, we're a big yeah. Okay, well, do our guests have anything else that they want to say before we sign off? Thank you so much for having okay, me on this episode of One Star. <laughs> that was really right, good to do that to a guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a guest, Quinn. It's my you fucking it's my sack shit. of shit. It's my thing. You sack of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. I'll never be back. <laughs> that was the goal all along. Nice. Okay, that's it. We're done. <laughs> I'm taking my brothers with me. The Jonas ones? Yeah. <laughs>